नमस्कार वेलकम टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ एडिटोरियल राहुल गांधी इज बीन कॉल्ड बाय द एनफोर्समेंट डायरेक्टरेट फॉर क्वेश्चनिंग नाउ टुडे इज द थर्ड डे अ लॉट ऑफ पीपल से दैट देर आर चांसेस दैट ही कुड बी अरेस्टेड टुडे I believe that 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 chance is quite unlikely. Now, till I shot and finished this editorial, he was not arrested. So, possibly, if chances are that by the time I air it, he may be arrested. I don't know. But the question that I want to ask tonight is: If he is arrested, will it actually benefit Rahul Gandhi and Congress? Let's answer that question. That's my topic number one. My topic number two is: Have you heard about this uh, Indian Army scheme called the Agnipath? Agnipath is a is part of the the recruitment reforms of our defence force, and uh, they intend to recruit people through this uh, through this program through the scheme in all the three forces: Army, Navy, and Air Force. And uh, they intend to recruit a good forty-five to fifty thousand people through the schemes. So that's uh, that's the scheme. Let's discuss the scheme. Let's understand the scheme. Now, the reason I bring this scheme to you tonight is because uh, a lot of people, a lot of veterans, are for the schemes, and a lot of veterans are are talking against the scheme. So let us understand it. Let you decide uh, whether it is right or wrong. So I'll I'll try and present both the cases in front of you. That's my topic two. Let's get right into the show. Mrs. Indira Gandhi had uh, declared emergency in 1975. From 1975 to 1977, she went downhill. Her popularity went downhill. India rejected her. The masses rejected her. Acha, in 1977, she was in. She she got she got carried away by her own machinery, her own publicity machinery, her own propaganda machinery, and her own media. Like you know, people say today, like today's media. Then also, media would only talk good about Mrs. Gandhi and her emergency. No media had the guts to talk against Mrs. Gandhi or her emergency. And newspapers like Indian Express, which had the guts to talk, they were closed down and 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 put into a lot of trouble and all of that. ठीक है ना? So Mrs. Gandhi got got influenced by her own uh, publicity and she uh, called for an election and she was routed in the election. Janata Party came in. Janata Party took over in 1977, and on the 4th of October 1977, Janata Party arrested Miss Mrs. Indira Gandhi under the misuse of power and corruption and all that. They arrested Mrs. Gandhi. Okay, now, now expert says that the day she was arrested, arrested 4th of October, her popularity started bouncing back. her popularity started bouncing back and a lot of people also say that the biggest blunder biggest political blunder that janata party had made was arresting mrs indira gandhi so this is the story so that arrest according to a lot of experts like i told you before people feel got mrs indira gandhi back as prime minister india forgave her in 3 years 1980 in fact not even 3 years 2 years 1980 january she was back as the prime minister of our country okay why am i telling you the story is because situation is similar here rahul gandhi is no indira gandhi let us be very clear i am also very clear about it but that being said the first premises i want to make in front of you is uh, the concept of sympathy votes 
You see, from 1947 to 2022, the only thing that has been consistent in Indian voting methodology was the sympathy vote. Whenever there was a bad face or a or a or a death or a or a whatever a, 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 a situation where it garnered sympathy for a particular party or a person, the people of India always voted for that party or a person. The chances of a widow losing an election where her husband was the MP or a MLA is almost close to zero in India because the sympathy vote is for that widow. Always, always, most, most of the time. So there's been one consistent thing about Indian politics. Like I said before, I reiterate, it has been sympathy vote. Now, if this is the premises, then what happens if Rahul Gandhi is picked up and put behind bars? What is going to happen to his image? A, B, what is going to happen to Congress? There are three things that is going to happen to Congress. The day he is arrested or forget even arrest, even this questioning that he is going through in ED, it has brought about the entire rank and file of Congress together. Now Congress has one single objective for which it can fight, for which it can come on the road, which it is doing, whatever protest. So it has brought the rank and file of Congress together, which means it is done the first thing that possibly all these people put together couldn't do for Congress. This, first, this one thing is happening. It is getting the rank and file together, number one. Number two is as things progress and if he is arrested, I think now the entire Congress party, including their senior leaders, will come together. Therefore, Congress will single unison, in unison, fight protest against Rahul Gandhi's arrest. Which means what? Which means a party which was almost demotivated, disinterested, all over the place, will come together as one unit. A lot of leaders will forget their internal squabbles and fight for one cause. That is Rahul Gandhi. So, technically, it will get the party together. Number one. Number two, I go back to my sympathy vote. The entire sympathy of, of, of people in India will go with, with, go with Rahul Gandhi. Now, I don't claim, therefore, Rahul Gandhi will become a Narendra Modi tomorrow. No, it will not. But a lot of fence-sitters will go plick this side. A lot of fence-sitters will go. A lot of fence-sitters will then feel sorry for Rahul Gandhi. So, that's the second thing. Rahul Gandhi's popularity will grow. Now, if Rahul Gandhi works on it, if the Congress party works on it, and that inertia which they get through with this arrest, if that inertia is maintained and Congress moves forward, for all you know, this may change the fortunes for Congress. This may change the fortunes for Congress like it changed the fortunes for Indira Gandhi. Indira Gandhi was faster and more effective. Rahul Gandhi may not be that fast and may not be that effective, but effective enough to give a fantastic boost to Congress before the 2024 elections. This is also very, very possible. Now, the question, the million dollar question is, would the Narendra Modi government therefore want to arrest Rahul Gandhi? Would they arrest Rahul Gandhi? Chances are no. Like I told you, I think it is unlikely. Now, till such time that you are seeing this, he has already been arrested, then sorry, I was wrong. But in my mind, I don't think they will do that for the simple reason that 
like we are discussing this i'm sure even a lot of experts there in uh, bharatiya janata party and their group would be discussing the same isn't it so chances are he will not be arrested he will be you know the process is the punishment as they say that is how normally it works with uh, in current uh, situation the process becomes the punishment so he will be called maybe 30 times but arresting i doubt whether that will happen calling 30 times and all will not make much of a difference that's all okay arresting would this is what i think will happen to congress and to rahul gandhi if rahul is arrested by the enforcement directorate let's get in to our next topic okay so the indian army launched agnipath scheme in fact the indian defense launched the agnipath scheme under the recruitment reforms i'm going to do a lot of reading so that i don't go wrong in my information i'm going to do a lot of reading so excuse me on that but i will give you the correct information now why are we talking this is because a it is relevant to you because end of the day it is your army that is 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 changing or is reforming its process of recruitment secondly it concerns every citizen of india because tomorrow our children would possibly want to go to army and and should go to army and 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 this may affect their lives that is point number 2 point number 3 is i believe that there are certain pros and there there are certain cons in every government policy that they take and that pros and cons should be something that should be in the in that the that the normal citizen like you and me should be mindful of these are the reasons why i wanted to discuss this topic so let's get right into the topic this time okay so under the new scheme like i told you before 45 to 50000 people are going to be recruited under the new schemes okay now the thing is 45 to 50000 people will be recruited all right very good okay they will be recruited from the age group of 17 and a half years to 21 years of age so they will be almost recruited before 18 so most of them will be adolescents they will be in their teens when they are recruited and uh, they will be part of the scheme till the 21 till their 21 years and these people will be called as agnivirs you know what is one good thing about this government this government know everything they have a brand name agnivir agnipat beti padao beti bachao swachh bharat abhiyan everything has a good brand name anyway let us let us go further so they will be called agnivir and these young kids these young kids will be part of the 13 lakh strong army of india for this four years now it is not necessary that these people will continue this scheme is only for four years six months of training and three and a half years of deployment okay it is not necessary they will continue after four years they may be asked to recruit they may be asked to go back home now the thing is only 25% of these people will be taken permanently in the army for 15 years only 25% of the people rest will be asked to go back okay this is the story this is broadly what you understand now there is good payment there is a good payment scheme for these people the payment scheme is as follows during the period they will start with a salary of 30000 rupees along with additional benefits which will go up to 40000 rupees by the end of four year service 30000 say it will start 40000 it will end by the end of four year service now 30% of their salary will be set aside under the seva nidhi program here also brand name seva nidhi program 30% will be set which means the government will contribute equal amount every month and it will also accrue interest that means after 4 years each of these people will get 11.71 lakh rupees lump sum okay and it will be tax free so they don't have to pay taxes so pura ka pura 11.71 lakh rupees is theirs okay so this is good salaries are good 
30 to 40,000 people recruited immediately and each of them getting 11 lakh rupees. Which is a fairly decent amount for them to start their careers. Broadly, I took you through the scheme. Okay, they also get, let me tell you some few more things. They will also get 48 lakhs life insurance for four years. They will also get that. Uh, and, and like I told you, only 25% of the people will be recruited back in the army. Otherwise, after four years, they will be asked to go. And the people who are recruited will be recruited for a period, an extension period of 15 years, which means four years and 15 years. So their total service will be 19 years. This is what the scheme is. Now, a lot of veterans, a lot of top army officers, naval officers have been talking about this. Some say good things about it, some say bad things about it. So before I giving you my view, let me talk about views of top officers, okay, and what they feel. Lieutenant General Tej Sapru, former GOC in Western Command, said that coming from a Gorkha background, he felt that the new move could not be beneficial for the Nepal-India relationship. Uh, this is a very interesting point he made. You see, we recruit a lot of people from Nepal. Okay, we recruit a lot of people from Nepal. Nepalese people come into our army, work in the Gorkha regiment. Achha. Now, not only that, it gives employment to people of Nepal, which India provides. It also sends goodwill ambassadors. Because when these people retire from the army, they go back to their villages in Nepal. And they speak good about India. They become our ambassadors in those villages. So they become key opinion leaders. Army veterans are always seen as key opinion leaders in village. So when they go back to their villages, they talk good about India. And that's precisely why China couldn't make much of dent in Nepal. Because these ambassadors would speak for us. So that's something that uh, they Sapro said that, you know, if you're recruiting directly uh, from, uh, from the country, if you're recruiting directly from India, that is without uh, including uh, uh, Nepal, what happens is Nepalese may not get the kind of opportunity that they used to get till now and that may have an impact on Indo-Nepal relationship. Very valid point. Okay, so the second reaction came from former Director General Artillery and that is Lieutenant General P.R. Shankar retired where he called this uh, the scheme a kindergarten army. Okay, in his blog he said the annual intake into the army is approximately 65,000 soldiers per year. Give or take 10%. It will increase to 1% to 1.5 lakh per year as per this model. This will result in a skewed intake and a recruitment model. Why? Because we do not have adequate numbers even in the current conditions from many parts of the country. So he said the recruitment will be very skewed. This was his point of view. Now, there was another point of view made by General B.S. Danua who tweeted saying that two serious recommendations uh, to the just announced recruitment policy for the armed force, he gave suggestions. Suggestion number one, he said, increase the service period of new recruits to a minimum of seven years. That could be against the sheer policy of the scheme is because the policy of the scheme is designed in such a way that the government has or the army has a large number of temporary force with it. So four years is what they said. He says, why don't you increase that four years to seven years? What he also says is make the retention of those keen to serve longer for at least 50%. Mithlap, I told you 25% of these people will be made to retain and 75% will be asked to go out. But what Danua, what General Danua suggests is he says, make it not 25%, but 50%. Retain 50%, let 50% go off and make that four years into 
seven years. He is talking about extending it. While the idea, I think, that the Indian government mooted was to ensure that you have lesser period, more people working it, and there is constantly the force is available for India. The force is all available for India, but you don't have to kind of retain it for a longer time. This is what I think the government of India thought of. Achha, another senior army officer, Major General Yesh Moore, tweeted, stop looking at armed forces from an economic point of view. Military life and career can't be evaluated from money saved to the exchequer. Looking to be difficult to implement schemes with negative connotations to all aspects. So, General Moore said, listen, what are you doing? When you are talking about army, when you are talking about defense force, please don't look at the exchequer, yeah? don't look at money. You see how you can create the best of army. Okay, and this year, you know, to me, paise paise ke mein socha, kum temporary recruit karo, kum pension bill ko kum karo. Ye sab agar tum socha, it will have a negative impact on the army. This is what General Moore said. So this is broadly what people said. Now, my point of view. My point of view is, broadly speaking, I think it's it's not a bad idea. Now, there are two more things that one should talk about the scheme. Number one is, because of the scheme, the pension... The, the, the pressure on the pension bill for India, for these defense force personnel, will come down. Four years, mein, you are changing a, a, a large number of people. 45 to 50,000 people go on circulating in four years. So, it comes down. Also, the fact that permanent versus temporary. So, you will have a good temporary force that goes on circulating and you have a permanent force also. So, the temporary force becomes larger and larger through the scheme. So, that's the advantages of the scheme as far as management is concerned. That's what the defense force felt. Number two is, you see this force is going to increase. These 45,000 people will go out after the four years. They are still going to be there in India. So whenever we need force, you have a trained bunch of people which you can always recall into the army. So from an army perspective, from the manpower perspective, it's a, it's a good idea. It's a good thought. But then look at it from another perspective. You are giving these young recruits 11.7 lakh. When they move out, you're paying them 30 to 40,000 rupees, giving them 11.7 lakhs. 11.7 lakhs at the age of 21 is a fairly decent amount to venture into the world. Now, if they manage to start something on their own, manage to do something on their own, very good. But if they are not, then in a couple of years, the 11.7 lakhs will go away and they will be unemployed. What do you do with 40,000 or 30,000 people every year coming into the Indian job markets, unemployed youth who are only trained to combat, who are trained army men. What do you do with them? Where do they get jobs? And if they don't get jobs, which we are seeing currently because unemployment is on the rise, if these people don't get job, what are the other options that they would want to choose? They are trained army men. Remember, they are trained army men. What will they do? That's a question that the government needs to figure out. That's a very important question that the government needs to figure out. So this is broadly what it is. Uh, and uh, I would request you as usual, please subscribe to us. Please log on to www.hwnews.in. Subscribe to one of our packages. Help us run our channel. Until I see you next time. Namaskar.